What is up, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of The Fulfillment Podcast, where we discover a better you by finding fulfillment in life, relationships, and finance. I'm your host, Josh, and in this episode, we are going to go over, should you get back with an ex? Now, this is not a business-related episode, so if you're looking at something more on the finance side, go ahead and skip this one, because it's not going to be anything finance, really, at all. This is only, only relationships, so... We're gonna dive into it. This is actually a question that I've been getting a lot. So a lot of people have been asking me this. This is something that um, I think I had one opinion on it or the other. But since I've been getting so many questions on it, I figured we might as well talk about it and let's put out an episode on it. So without further ado, let's get into it. All right, so should you get back with an ex? Now, like I said before, there are a few things that I used to think kind of differently on this one, right? I would always kind of approach it with one way, and I think I've kind of adjusted a little bit of the way I see it due to different things, right, that I've learned. Um, there's definitely a lot that goes into it because we all, I think, want to have that ability to know that we can get back with the person that we, I don't know, used to love or used to be really tight with um, and have a lot of good things with. Because we always picture, you know, what are the best things that were happening? What are some good things that continue to go on? You know, like what we always like fantasize, right? When you when you think about the future outcomes of something you enjoyed and the way you want it to be, you can attach to the outcome of it working out, of it being good. And you want it to be um, the way that you envision it in your head. You want it to be that positive way that you see it. So you always kind of like daydream about the good things that are going on. You kind of skip over and you breeze over the bad things, right? Um, so it's important to kind of keep things in the back of your mind. And recognize when you're doing that, when you're attaching yourself to the way that it has to be positive or you want it to be positive and it's not going to be negative or anything like that. You have to be able to recognize those things as you think about it because it's all about, right? Remember I say it's all about like kind of that gut decision. Your gut decision is going to tell you one way or another what it is you want. Sometimes we overanalyze it and we get attached to the way something has to be, right? Detach yourself. So I think the, the key to answering this question is to detach yourself from the way you envision this has to work out because that's going to be the secret, I think, to answering the question for you. But we'll go through a few different things. So first, the first thing I want to talk about is when you start asking yourself this question, make a list. Make a list of the good things and make a list of the bad things that happened in the relationship, right? So not only do you want to go over, and like I said, we always think about the good things, right? So go through, make a list. What are the good things that happened in the relationship? And you want to jot down all the little things that you remember, right? Maybe they did one thing, or they, they spoke in your love language, or they, um, they took care of you a certain way, or they you know, had really good conversation. They could converse with you really well. They were very vulnerable to you, and you could be vulnerable to them, and you had that intimate connection because you both were able to be vulnerable together. Right, maybe whatever it may be, they pushed you to become a better person. Right, whenever you were around this person, you you yourself improved as well. So those are all things, right? Those are all things that could be positive or, or good things to put on the list. In addition to that, right? So in addition, so make you're making two lists. You're making a, a good list and a bad list. In addition to the good stuff, you need to make a list of the bad things, right? The things that didn't sit well with you, the things that you didn't think were very good, the things that. Uh, made you feel kind of bad or uneasy or whatever, right? And you got to make a list of those things too. Because the trick with this is you have to be able to determine if you've grown. And I, with everything, right, uh, with everything, I always say you need to spend time alone because the only time you grow is when you're alone. 
when you're alone and you discover who you are and you spend time by yourself, well, it's not the only time you grow. You can grow with somebody too. But you learn who you are. You grow individually as a person if you spend time alone. So you need to be able to understand if they have grown while being separated from you, if they themselves have grown or if they're the same person. And you're going to know that by doing this list. You're going to be able to identify have they grown and come out of those things that bothered you or have they not? I think in one of the previous episodes I gave an example of a uh, of a girl who guy would constantly like and comment on these like I'm not calling them like pornographic pictures but anyways very um, like sexual images kind of on Instagram right so the girls were like I don't know in bikinis or whatever and he was just like he was all about it right so he's constantly commenting and liking and um and, and saying things right on their profiles, it kind of made her uncomfortable. She's she's not unreasonable, right? She's not an unreasonable girl, so her reasons for feeling uncomfortable uncomfortable were totally fine. Like it's not something a guy who's in a relationship with somebody who loves should be doing, right? So she was fine in what she was thinking, but that's an example of something that she would put probably in the bad column, right? He he wouldn't do things that felt like he loved me or respected me or whatever, right? So those are those some examples of some things that you could put in that column. Now. If he had grown, right, if this guy had grown between the time of where they were, right, and where they are now, so when they broke up and where you are today, if he had grown, maybe those would be one of the traits that she would look for that he would fix about himself, right? If he were to come into the relationship and he were to be 100% like dedicated to her and he didn't have those habits. Now, I'm not saying he would hide those things from her, right? He's not hiding the fact that he still does it. I'm saying he genuinely fixed himself, and that is not something that he does anymore. He just he doesn't need to. He doesn't want to. It's not what it is, right? A lot of us guys, when you're younger, that's a lot of things you do, right? You kind of you do these like dumb little things that you think are, uh, are I don't know, attractive to you, right? So you, you don't really care about it. But as you get older, I think you understand that if you really want to find something, you want to find love, or as you mature, as you learn, you know, some tough lessons, you understand that in order to find genuine, pure, true love. You got to do some things, right? And you don't really need to fall into the trap of that kind of like immediate gratification, you know, that like self-lust kind of stuff, right? You don't you don't fall into that as much because you, you want that with your one person and that's more fulfilling to you than it is to seek that with a hundred other different people. So maybe those are one of the things that she would put on the list. If he had grown and if he had changed, that would be something that she could be like, this is something I'm looking for. Look, he has changed. He doesn't do that anymore. And you get better. Now, the trick with this, right, you have to be honest with yourself. You cannot ignore signs. You can't ignore if something bad is happening or something you put on your list is still happening and make an excuse for why it's happening or make an excuse tricking yourself into the fact that it's not taken care of or it has not been fixed or it has not grown and improved on that. So that's the trickiest part. It's the hardest part with all this stuff. You have to be honest with yourself when you're coming up to these things. So I talk about one of the relationships, right? Where, uh, where I felt like I was genuinely in love. Well, I always discuss how there's a million things that like I did wrong, right? Trying to take pretty much ownership for things that I did wrong that I could fix and that I can improve on before taking it back and going back, uh, into another relationship, right? So I take ownership of some things. Now, with that being said, if I were to make a list, there would be things on the other side of the list, on the bad side of the list, that she had done. She she wasn't perfect in this relationship at all either. Like don't don't get me wrong. There's things that she had done wrong and things that she would absolutely need to improve on. 
in order for something like that to happen. But there are things that I've done wrong too. So I understand that, right? There's things that I needed to improve on. And in order for this to go both ways, right? I have to improve on things. However, she also has to improve on things. So understand that when you're making the list, it's not just it's not just the good and the bad of the other person. It's the good and bad on both sides. So you and them, right? What are the good things that you did? What are the good things that they did? What did you both like? Same thing with the bad sides. What are some things that you didn't do that you probably should have improved on with a hindsight? What are some things that they did or did not do that they probably should have improved on hindsight, right? And then you take the list and you understand kind of like where you're at and you see if they've grown. And that takes me into the second point. So point number two is you have to both have healed. Now, what this means is obviously you're growing and you're changing, right? So as you go through life, if you are the same person, so if they are somebody that let's say your ex did not, um, they, they would never admit that they are wrong. Right? And that's a really big common thing that I hear a lot is my ex never admits that they're wrong. They just like, uh, it's almost like admitting you're wrong is an attack on your personal ego and you can't have that, right? Cause if you, if you have that, right. And this goes back into the fragile and sturdy ego episode. If you haven't heard, if you don't know what I'm talking about here, go back and listen to that one and I'll explain everything. But this goes back into the sturdy and fragile ego. If your ex has, or had had a fragile ego, then being able to converse, being able to be vulnerable with them and being able to be honest with them, the communication piece is probably something that they were not very good at. And that's probably something you would want to put in that bad column, something that they need to improve on. Now, if they did not improve, if they have not gone and during the time that you two have been apart, if they have not been alone to the point where they've been able to understand these things and they've actually grown from these things and they've improved who they are and they've become a better person, then they will still be the same way. And you have to be able to understand that, right? You have to understand that sometimes people don't heal. They haven't gone through enough traumatic experience to force themselves into healing. Now, we don't always choose the traumatic experience. We don't choose what happens to us. We don't choose what actually goes on. But sometimes things happen to us in our life. Typically, it's fueled by a traumatic experience. Typically, things happen that force us into an act of change, into, we call it a call, of action, call to action, something that forces us to act and change on the things that are occurring in our life. So if something hadn't happened to them or they haven't gone through that change or things, you know, haven't morphed them or forced them into changing, you know, their actions or whatever it was that, that they weren't doing that was conducive to a positive relationship, they may be the same person. And that's the biggest trick, right? You have to be able to identify if they are the same person, if they have changed these things genuinely. I'm saying genuinely because they can always put on a front. And if they have, then that's how you know it's not real. And then you got to be able to walk away from it, right? Remain detached from the outcome. But if they have genuinely changed, then that's good. And you have to be able to understand that and decide that. You can't you can't become attached to uh, the positive feelings or the good emotions that you feel when everything comes back, right? Because if you think about this, when you start thinking about getting back with your ex, if you loved the time that you spent with them and if you love being together and if you do truly feel like they were the right person, right, then you'll have this kind of uh, attachment into your heart of the positive side of who they are. You'll have this attachment of just like the good things. You'll see all the little good things, right? You'll see all the things that, that were, that was fun, and then what could be if it stays that way. The things you don't do, though, you don't look necessarily at all the bad things and what those could manifest into down the road. And that's what we're trying to do here by making these lists and understanding these things. You have to see if they 
have corrected the things they've done, and typically that happens by them being alone. I make it a rule of thumb to say that unless you have spent a year or more alone, now I'm saying alone, not single, alone, difference, right? You can probably deduce what the difference is right there, alone versus being single. If they have been alone for at least a year, I'm saying right around a year, that's how you know that they have healed. Or that is a very good sign that they have spent the appropriate amount of time and done the appropriate amount of things to, to heal, to, to spend the time alone, to get to know themselves, to become comfortable with who they are, and to heal before they go forward. Now, if they haven't, right, if it's been two or three months since they've dated with somebody else or this or that, or you guys have only been broken up for a couple of months, chances are neither of you have healed. And that's definitely not going to be a very good thing, right? Because you want to make sure you spend time alone. You don't want to. Um, the biggest the biggest thing with this, too, is that what happens is you build this kind of like what-if scenario in your head if you don't spend that alone time away from each other or away from really anybody, right? You get in this what could I have done or whatever, what if. You get the what-if mindset going, and you think like, man, I wonder like what are the good times I could have had? What are all the fun stuff I could have done? You know, what are all these things that I could have done if I was alone by myself instead of in a relationship with this person? And you don't you don't you don't want that, right? You don't want that. You don't want to have this constant what if scenario going on in everything. So you gotta make sure you spend the appropriate amount of time. I'm a huge advocate of spending time alone and getting to know yourself developing yourself, getting to know yourself. And that's how you heal. You heal from all these problems. I can tell you right now, the version of who I am today versus who I was a year ago or two years ago, two different people, two drastically different people. I can tell you that right now, especially even if I did three years ago, back when I was uh, still married, holy smokes, right? Totally different person, drastically, drastically different. I will even say over the last six months, I have changed dramatically from who I was six months ago to who I am today. It's just incredible, right? If you if you get serious about it and you really dive deep into being real and being honest with yourself and developing and growing who you are, you'll you're gonna change. You're going to become a different person. And that's what you need to be able to develop and deduce from getting back with an ex is have they spent that time, have you spent that time being alone without anybody else in your life, becoming comfortable with yourself, becoming comfortable with who you are. And loving yourself, right? When people say love yourself, that's what they mean. That's exactly what that means. It means are you comfortable being alone more so than anybody else? Could you go could you go out on a date with somebody and if you went out on the date and they weren't somebody that you really liked, could you tell them no? Could you could you tell them no and walk away? Girls I think do this a lot easier than guys, but it still goes to say for both sides. Can you walk away and say and say no? Because what that tells you is if you can't, then you're not comfortable enough being alone. You feel like you have to have somebody else in your life. If you can, and you can walk away from it, and you can be like, hey, that was great, but bye, you know, and then stop talking to them. What that tells you is you value your own personal time with yourself more than you value the time with someone else. And that's important. That's very, very important in finding the right person. You have Now, I'm not saying sit inside and play video games all day because that's you're not going to meet anybody that way, right? Maybe just the friends that you play with online. But you ain't going to meet nobody just sitting inside all day. I'm telling you, go out, be social, go on dates, but be able to walk away from the dates if they're not the person that you want them to be. Nah, I didn't say that right. 
Not if they're not the person you want them to be. If you don't like them enough that you want to continue to spend time with them. I should say it like that. If you don't like them enough to spend time with them. Because you can't, you can't force somebody to be uh, your version of them or their version that you want them to be, right? Because we all like make these things in our head of who we want like people to be when we like date them and stuff. You can't force somebody into that. That's not right. That's, that's never going to work. You're only going to be bringing like misery and sadness upon yourself. So you can't force someone to do that. You have to be detached from that. But if you don't enjoy the time that you spend with them more than you enjoy the time that you spend alone, be able to walk away and say no. And if you can do that, right, if you can walk away from somebody because you value your time more than you value time that you spend with them, then you're, you're, it's a pretty good sign that you have, you have healed enough to where you are comfortable being alone, right? You are comfortable without trying to just get like a one night stand or hang with somebody or just keep someone around to fill a void. You're comfortable being alone. It's tough for a lot of people. A lot of people can't do that because that means they have to face some issues that they don't want to deal with that have been in their past. So you got to be able to understand those things. You got to be able to identify those things and you have to be comfortable to walk away in a situation like that. So if you can do that, and if they could, if you say they could do the same thing, right? You spend enough time alone, you spend an appropriate time by yourself, you feel very comfortable, you feel like you have healed, you feel like there is an opening in your heart to where you can be vulnerable with somebody again, right? Because vulnerability is probably the biggest key factor in terms of opening up and having a relationship with someone. You have to be able to be vulnerable. If you feel like you can do that, then chances are you've healed and you've checked off that second block. So, at this point, we've made a list of the good things and the bad things on both sides. We have determined if we've healed. If you have healed, these are the, those are the things that you can identify that you can do, right? You can walk away from somebody. You can be comfortable spending time alone. You can be honest with yourself. You've probably built a pretty sturdy ego, right? Those are all things that now you're on the track and you're on the path. You feel like you can be vulnerable again with somebody. Those are all very, very good things. It means you're on the right path. So with that being said, if you can determine those two things, then my answer to this whole thing is if you want to get back with your ex, I would tell you, do what makes you happy. Do what makes you happy. If getting back with them is going to be something that is going to make you happy, then do that. However, do it with this caveat. Get back with them if it makes you happy. Yes. However, be willing to walk away. Do not sacrifice anything if you go down that path. If they do something you do not like, if they do something that is on the list that does not sit with you well, if something is not resonating or sitting well in your gut, be willing to walk away. You have to be able to understand that you are not detached. Detach, completely detach yourself from this scenario. You have to completely detach yourself from the relationship working out. Just because you're getting back together doesn't mean it's working out. You have to identify that you guys can be like friends together, right? Fuck, make that the third thing on the list. Not only healed, but three, can you guys be friends? If you can't be friends, if you have to just jump straight into a relationship and I don't know, start sleeping together, if you have to jump right into a relationship and you have to start, you know, moving in together, if you have to jump into a relationship and you have to start, I don't know, talking about kids and like getting married and shit, right? Putting rings on fingers and things like you're probably not ready. Like 
Be friends first. Can you be friends with the person? So three, can you be friends together? If you can be friends together, good. Okay, good. We're back on the same track. If you can't be friends together, if you have to start rushing into things, you guys haven't healed because you're not comfortable being alone. Take a step back, be friends, talk, get to know each other. It's going to help you answer all these different things, especially the things on the list, right? It's going to help tell you if, you've, if they've been healed. It's going to help tell you if you've been healed, if you can walk away from them, right? Because you're detached from the outcome. You have to be able to detach yourself from the relationship working out, right? So you're able to walk away and you can determine the good things and the bad things and if they've improved and grown on those things, right? So be friends first. Be friends. Spend some time being friends and building a friendship. That's really going to help you out quite a bit. I promise you. So not tips I would give you if I didn't think they were worth it. You have to be able to be friends. If you can do those things, right, be able, do what makes you happy. So, so you know, be willing to go into a relationship with them if that's the case. But be willing to walk away, guys. you got to be willing to walk away. If they're doing something that does not sit well with you, be willing to walk away from it. It is so important that you're willing to walk away. Because if something's not sitting right and you're sitting there making excuses for why it's okay, and you're not willing to walk away, then the relationship's not going to serve you. It's not going to improve you. It's not going to make you better. It's only going to drag you down and it's only going to beat you up. And it's only going to be something that's going to develop this resentment over time, which is going to potentially blow up three times worse than it did the first time. You could end up walking away with kids after this thing, right? If you're not willing to walk away, detach yourself from the outcome, go into it, right? When you meet them, you're going to be super excited. You're going to be happy. You're going to start remembering all these good things. You're going to have all these positive emotions, right? Especially if you guys are friends and things are going well, you know, for a while. Be able to detach yourself from the outcome. If they start doing behaviors that they did before, be able to walk away. If they start talking or saying things or putting you in an uncomfortable situations, right? Or to the point where you're like, I don't feel very good about this. Be willing to walk away, guys. Just be willing to walk away. That's it. If you can walk away, you keep the power. You keep the power to be happy in your own heart. Detach yourself from the outcome and be willing to walk away from the situation. Be willing to walk away from the relationship. That's that's the biggest advice that I have. So yes, should you get back with your ex? You know what? Do what makes you happy. Do what makes you happy. If getting back with your ex you think is going to be something that's going to make you happy, then go for it. Do it, right? I'm never going to tell you not to. I, I was sitting there actually the other day. I was thinking, I'm like, man, what if I had the love of my life that had potential of coming around or somebody that I was very, 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 very happy with that was coming around, right? Putting in effort, showing that they wanted to be a part of your life, all these things, right? And they, they were coming back to you and they were putting in the effort and you were having fun and you guys were getting to know each other again and all this stuff. Are you gonna put, are you gonna cancel them out because of the potential for somebody better to come along? Somebody better may never ever come along. While I say yes, it's the universe, right? Testing you and trying to, you know, See if you're going to go back with them or wait for someone else. You know what? Do what makes you happy because too many times in life people live with regret and they may be one of those things that you may end up regretting. Do what makes you happy. However, be willing to walk away from it if it doesn't serve you. And I hope that resonates with you guys as clear as it possibly can. Be willing to walk away from the relationship. Be willing to walk away from that person if it does not serve you. If they have not changed and they haven't improved and they're not helping you grow and they're not doing all these things, right? And you're not, you're not happy with it and you're recognizing negative signs, be willing to walk away because that means the universe is telling you, check it out, this ain't right for you.
So there's more for you to go. There's more for you. We have we have something better for you in store. And I can tell you, if you walk away from a relationship like that, right, where you get back into it, you give it a second shot, and you recognize, hey, this still is not right for me. Like this, this, this time is not right for me. I can feel that it's not going to serve me, and it's not in my best interest to stay in this relationship. And you can walk away. The amount of power that you will have for yourself after that, undeniable. Undeniable. It is incredible how positive and on top of the world you're going to feel if you can walk away from something that does not serve you. Every time, every time you do that, you give yourself a little bit more power and a little bit more confidence and a little bit more self-love every time you walk away from something that does not serve you. So be willing to walk away. That's the biggest thing I have. Do what makes you happy. Be willing to walk away. Make a list. Find the good, bad, both sides. Find out if you've healed. Determine if you guys can be friends and then do what makes you happy and be willing to walk away from it if it doesn't. So that's all I got today, guys. Thank you so much for listening. I hope this one helped. A lot of questions on it, so I really hope this helped. Refer back to this if you guys have any other um, questions or if this ever comes up. Again, shoot me some feedback, fulfillment underscore lifestyle on Instagram. And be willing to, if you guys could, go on Apple Podcasts and Podbean and rate the podcast and follow. Uh, It helps with, obviously, promoting the message, getting the word out for people, helping other people, you know, that want to hear the same message, get recognized, get noticed. Be willing to share it with your friends. If you got somebody that's going through the same thing or asking the same questions, shoot them the the episode. Send them the link because this is going to help out a lot. Um, Before we get off here, I wanted to recognize, so we are over the 300 mark. I know every episode it seems like we're always, like, boosting up a little bit more, which we are. It's awesome. I love it. I love how you guys are growing. So... We're over the 300 listener mark. We're at like 330, what, 337? Yeah. So we're, we're, we're killing it right now. Oh, 339 now. Check it out. Two more people. <laughs> but no, so very small still, yes, but it's cool to acknowledge the little victories. So 339 right now, I want to shoot out. So we're actually across the world, completely across the world, not just the pond. If you go, we are all the way out to the Philippines. So for the one person listening out in the Philippines, shout out to you. You're awesome. I love that you're listening out there. That's pretty cool. You're, uh, you're the one brave hero out on that side of the world. Other than that, we still got the Queen listening in the UK. Shout out to the Queen and the Royal Family. Thanks for checking in. Uh, Germany and then Canada. Oh, shout out to Canada, you know. The brothers into the north. Um, I think, let's see, where are they at? They're in BC and Alberta. We got two listeners in Alberta now. Look at that. What do you know? Hey, so shout out to you guys. And then shout out to the states too. So we're in 14 different states now. Let's see, we got Washington, California, Arizona, Colorado, shout out to me, um, Texas, Michigan, Ohio, Tennessee, Florida. Florida is actually in third place with the most amount of listeners. Tied with Florida for third is New Jersey. Then we got Virginia, Maryland, New York, and Massachusetts. So shout out to you guys, everybody that's listening. Love you guys so much. Appreciate it. Hope you guys are getting a lot out of these messages. Again, pass them along to your friends. I think there's a lot of valuable content here that a lot of people can get a lot out of. So appreciate you guys for listening. Hopefully this answers a lot of questions. And then we will see you in the next episode. We'll see you guys.